I don't give a fuck about the Pixies. Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Ear Buddies. I am Ian Meyer, joined by the purveyor of jugs himself, Scott El Guchador Kraus. Scott, how are you today? Sup, man? Wamp wamp. What's been going on? How are you? I'm doing all right. How are you doing, Ian? I'm doing all right. I've been a little under the weather, as they say. Is that so? That is so. I was sick over the weekend, and I think it was just allergies. I'm not sure, but it was fucking bullshit, irregardless. <laughs> irregardless. <laughs> yeah. Hard to tell this time of year. That one's for David, friend of the podcast. David McInnes, McNasty himself. It's a common ground for us that irregardless is bullshit. Oh, Okay. It, it I thought you were going to say work. that he says irregardless. I, no, I don't think I've ever heard him say that. He hates when people say irregardless, and the more I think about it, uh, I hate it too. So, everybody, yeah. please just leave it at regardless. Uh, no, Saturday. Don't say across either. <laughs> yes. Thank you. Goddamn. No, over the weekend. <laughs> so, something happened to me that had never happened to me before, and this is horribly mundane, but... I had a tickle in my sinuses, you know, when you feel like you're about to sneeze. I had that almost the entire day of Saturday and part of Sunday, to the point that my eyes were watering the entire day, just about. But you couldn't sneeze? I sneezed a couple times, but it didn't solve anything. Hmm. No problems were solved. I tried to blow my nose, nothing. Stuffy as shit, tickle in my nose. Did you ever have a thought like, is this just how it's going to be? I think I did. By the end of the day, like, this is my life now. Yeah. And whenever stuff happens like to me like that, I have the same... I, I, <laughs> I go into that thought way sooner than I probably should. Just like, I guess this is just how it's going to be. I, I got really dizzy this morning. I was like, well, guess I have vertigo. <laughs> That's it. Actually, we have a good friend of the podcast, Jordan Anderson, previous guest. His mom, I think, has vertigo. Oh, really? Yeah, and it's terrible. Well, I... I mean, not to jump the gun, but I sat next to a, a woman at a concert we're about to talk about who has had vertigo, and she had to leave. Damn, that sucks. Yeah. But before you tell that story, it's time for a segment. Once again, I will provide details to Scott about renowned new metal band Korn to further his knowledge and trivia of said artist. Oh this is Off the Cob. Whoa, I love this segment. Thank you. How long does this go? As long as it needs to. <laughs> it fades out. Did okay. you make that? I did. Whoa, okay. I thought I told you about that. You might have, but I think I wasn't paying attention. Oh, yeah, I did. <laughs> does it sound like corn? It does. I thought it was a corn song. All right, well then, mission accomplished. <laughs> Yeah, you did a great job. Sounds like shit. <laughs> Prick. <laughs> Scott, on the band's second studio album release entitled Life is Peachy, Deftones frontman Chino Moreno contributed lead vocals to a cover song entitled Wicked. Scott, I would like you to guess the original artist. Hmm. Oh. 
guessing it's not the musical Wicked. No, it's not based off the musical Wicked. Sounds like Public Enemy. It should. Is it Public Enemy? No, it's not Public Enemy. Okay. But you're close. Uh, Wu-Tang? No. I just want to hear Jonathan Davis come in on the chorus. <laughs> and I didn't know this until recently. Like, within the last couple weeks. I feel like I should know who does this song. Oh, Cy- Cypress Hill? Nope. Huh. I'm listening to these stupid. guys for so long and I had no idea this was a cover. They, they're not that good at rapping. I mean... <laughs> You can't deny it. Alright, Scott. I, I could do that. I will play the original for you right now. It's pretty tight. Let's see if you can get this based off his voice alone. Okay. Oh, Ice Cube. Yeah. Okay. What album's that on? It is on. It's off his album, The Predator, released in 1992. Okay. One of his uh, singles. I, uh, I had a pretty heavy uh, classic hip-hop phase. Uh, Ice Cube never really entered my part of that. It wasn't really, he wasn't really part of that. Um, neither was N.W.A. Well, shame on you. I always liked Ice Cube, like the singles and all that stuff. I just never got into the full albums. I don't think I actually know any of their songs, but I don't hate it. Today was a good day. I don't know that one. Maybe if I heard it. I don't doubt anymore. Now, I don't doubt that you don't know that. I'm not even going to try. Okay. Hip-hop is not my main, but I'm trying to educate myself. Help me. Don't hinder me. I saw him at, uh, I saw him at, in Portland. Oh, really? Yeah, and he was like, you know what they told me about Portland? It's the furthest west, west coast. It was like <laughs> the, like, longitudinally and latitudinally, it's the most west, west coast. And you, and then as soon as he said that, everyone was smoking weed. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> it was a great show. He's a, he's quite the performer. He yeah. was doing the Crip Walk and stuff or what, yeah. whatever that thing is. And he brought up most of NWA. Oh, nice. On stage. And his, uh, his son. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Cool. Great, sh- great show. Scott, Korn went on to collaborate with Mr. Cube on their track, Children of the Corn, featured on their third studio album, Follow the Leader, as well as the track entitled Fuck Dying off of Mr. Cube's album, War and Peace, Volume 1. Don't worry, Ooh. I won't play those for you. Okay. I have heard Children of the Corn. Um, <laughs> you have re- regretfully <laughs> <laughs> that is currently on a playlist uh, disclosed for a future episode for something else yep a little behind the scenes yeah folks that's for all of you okay and this has been off the cob thank god <laughs> you fuck <laughs> Your buddies. Scott you went to a show somewhat recently and we've been trying to do this episode for a while. What are we here to talk about? Right, Ian. That's right. So 
today, this is a, a rewind, rewind number two. I have chosen Come On Pilgrim, the mini album EP, if you will, from the, uh, the Pixies. And it's a nice little convenient way for me to talk about the show. I saw the Pixies. I don't think this is really a mini album EP. Oh, I guess for that time, it's a regular length album, I feel like. It's 20 minutes long. Okay, but it's eight songs, though. That's, that's pretty standard, I think. I mean, we can argue. <laughs> I'm not willing to argue over it, <laughs> so continue. Wikipedia says it's a mini LP. Um, well, Wikipedia is run by Nimrods. Yeah. The entire world. <laughs> yeah. And Weezer. I saw Weezer, too. Oh, yeah. Who headlined. They headlined, yeah. Unfortunately, uh, I, I get it. I, you know what? I get it, but we'll get into that. Yeah, we'll get into it. We'll get into it. But where are we going first? We want to talk about, you want me to talk about the show? Yeah. So we can get into it right now. You teased a little story about a lady with vertigo and I would like to hear that. So I, I went with my mom to this show. She bought tickets. It was very, very nice. They were not the closest, but it doesn't really matter. I was at the golden one center. Right, in downtown Sacramento. Downtown Sacramento. There, woot, woot. We were in a small row. It was literally just three seats, and then there was like a structure blocking blocking off the rest of the aisle. Uh-huh. So it was my mom, I, and uh, and this woman, this random woman, uh, and I was like, oh, great. But she seemed really nice. You know, I, it just, it seemed potentially awkward, just like... Oh, because she was just like by herself? Yeah, it was just literally three people in that entire row, and it was my mom and I, plus just a stranger. All right, yeah, that's kind of awkward. But I left to get in line for merch. Yeah, you're sporting some merch today, I'm boy. sporting $65 worth of merch. Jesus Christ. Yeah, I, this is a Pixies hat. Okay, yeah. I, fuck. I thought just the shirt was $65. No, it was 35 I was about to slap you in the face. 35 is kind of average. Right. I won't. I won't slap you for thirty-five, even though that's, it doesn't have the tour dates. That should be well above average. That's, to me, that was ridiculous. Can I describe it for the audience? Let me just finish the story, and then we'll get into the whole merch thing because I have a small little aside for that. Hell I yeah! I don't want to go on oh. too big of a tangent, but bring it on. I want to hear about this concert. <laughs> okay, but first that shirt. Uh, no, first the woman. So the hat though <laughs> was how much? So this lady, I was in the merch line and my mom was like, she texted me like this woman, she had vertigo and she had to leave. She was gone the rest of the show. I don't think she even saw the Pixies. I think she just, so I felt really bad for her and I'm hoping I don't have vertigo because that sounds terrible. You pay like $80. I don't even know how much the tickets were. How how did she leave? If she had, Did she drive home with vertigo? How does that... No, I don't. I don't no fully clue. understand how it works. I have no idea. If um, anybody knows how vertigo works, email us at earbuddiespod at gmail dot com or message us Instagram earbuddiespod, Twitter at earbuddiespod. So now we now we get into merch talk. I was uh, in a merch line. So you have all these uh, stadium concert experiences, Ian. You're much well more well versed. Versus shows, local shows. Yeah, I go to a lot more yeah. local shows. I sent you a picture of the line of the merch line. Right. And you're like, oh, that's not that bad. It took me like an hour. I, I didn't see the... There's an opening band I didn't see at all. I didn't care to see them, to be fair. But I, I heard some stuff. Damn. You fucking ass. 
I I heard enough to know I wasn't that interested, and no disrespect, it's just not my thing. Do you remember the name of the band? I don't remember their name. They posted like an hour before the show, like, oh, watch our music video, and I was like, okay, and then, (laughs) cool, I don't have to get there on time. (laughs) Oh, Jesus. (laughs) Anyway, did you say you waited an hour in the merch line? It felt like an hour. It was very long merch line. How far into the merch line were you when you sent me that photo? Halfway halfway through. That was halfway through. Yeah. All right. If that was halfway through, then yeah, that's a little rough. But when did you get there? Did you get there way early? You know how I like to get there early for things. And then yeah. for shows, you're like, no, what's the rush? We've talked about it on the Labutra I was with episode. my mom to answer so, your question. So and you got there. very prompt. Super early. Yes. and okay. but, but I didn't stay in the merch line until the opening band went on because I figured oh. I figured it would be better. But it wasn't because everyone had mm. the same idea. Now you got to hit the merch line immediately. I was hungry, <laughs> so you spent what nine dollars on a hot dog, a taco, nine dollars on a taco, two tacos. Was it nine dollars for two tacos? I don't know. My mom bought it. Oh, <laughs> nine dollars for two tacos probably isn't that bad at Golden One. I believe their tall beers are fourteen dollars. Yeah, I had a beer too, which is disgusting. Like. $14 for a Sierra Nevada. One tall Sierra Nevada. You can get like a 12-pack Yeah, for that much. I know. I know. I'm getting on my fucking high step stool here. <laughs> and I'm telling everybody that's fucking bullshit. I'm putting my foot down. Well, you know, I I agree with you to an extent. I think it's, it's pretty ridiculous. And the merch was... So I, I bought this shirt... The uh, listeners are going to be like, damn, he just disregarded Ian 100%. <laughs> I'm not as mad about it as you. So I got this shirt, and I got it kind of as a joke. I spent the same amount of money on it. It was $35. Well, it looks good on you. Oh, thank you. It's just a black and white striped shirt. I think it. black and white stripes are your color. I don't have any other shirts that look like this, actually. Yeah, it says Weezer, but I got it because it's got the lyrics from my favorite song, Can't Knock the Hustle. Don't step to me, bitch. Yeah, it's on the back. We'll post a picture. Oh, yeah. I I have a black and white striped shirt that I wear to bed. So maybe I'll dig it out of my dirty hamper and put it on for the picture and (laughs) match with you. This is is incredible. I can't believe this is all falling together like this. So that was the merch situation. Uh, Yeah, but I mean, even still, like, I don't know. I get maybe I'm just used to it. I don't. I don't either. I mean, it, it wasn't that big of a deal. Oh, what I was going to say is I spent, so I spent actually in total $100 on merch because my mom wanted a shirt. Damn. So two $35 shirts and a hat. And I'm walking with all this stuff to the elevator to get back to my seat. And I get a call, 1-800 number. Uh-oh. And I'm, I pick it up and they're just like, Mr. Krause? Uh, we have a charge on your account for a hundred dollars. He's like, "Yeah, uh, that's that's me." And then I had bought the Seabest earlier. You know what that is? Mm-mm. It's it's a test to become credentialed. It basically, like allows you to substitute teach. Oh, interesting. Okay. And, and it was a hundred dollars, and and then they had me verify that purchase as well. So it's like someone. They thought someone stole my credit card, <laughs> bought a teaching credentialing test. <laughs> and two t-shirts and a hat. Scott, this is uh Mr. Krause, this isn't like you. Teaching credential, please. <laughs> uh Weezer concert, are you okay? Yeah. So, yeah, it's a true story. 
I thought that was pretty ridiculous, but uh, well, at least they, it's better that they asked, I guess. Yeah. But that just seems like the most absurd thing. Like I'm going to steal someone's credit card and further my education. <laughs> like, and, yeah. Like improve right. my resume. Yeah. Yeah. So the show. Okay. Mm-hmm. Preach it, brother. Okay, go. Thank you. Now I shall begin. I've been wanting to see the Pixies for close to my entire life at this point. I've been listening to them since eighth grade. Now, you had never seen them before. No. That really surprised me, actually. I was, like, excited for you when you told me that you had never seen them before and this was going to be your first time. Yeah, so when I first started listening to them, they were not together. They had broken up or were on hiatus. I guess technically hiatus, but they had broken up. Right. They had broken up in, what, the mid-90s? Yeah, it sounds about right. From their original lineup, I guess, with Kim Deal. Is Kim Deal kind of the one that stirred the pot, so to speak? Um, I don't know if she stirred the pot. I mean, she's got enough on her own that I, I don't know the full the full story. Or maybe not stirred the all pot. All the drama. But, but I, I watched, they had a reuniting, a documentary about how they're, they were reunited, uh, that tour, and... The drummer had some drug issues too, so I don't know if that's part of it or or not. But basically, so they they weren't there, they weren't together, and then they reunited in what two thousand four or something like that. So I was fourteen, thirteen, fourteen. I just hadn't had a chance to see them. Basically, I think I had one chance to see them, but I was like too scared because I was such a purist at that time, like so into the Pixies. Like I I was kind of an annoying Pixies fan. I had heard a lot of live stuff that was underwhelming from them. Right. When they reunited. Yeah, it looks like she reunited with the Pixies in 2004, but then left in ter- uh, 2013 to focus on the Breeders. Yeah, makes sense. Which she was a part of since around 1989. Yeah. so I mean, she's she's been very successful with the Breeders. She doesn't need the Pixies. I feel like the other members might need it a little bit more as far as like financial stability. Mm-hmm. And it probably is. A lot of it's for the money at this point. I I accept that. So, do you know who was filling in on bait? Like, who's in it now? Uh, yeah, they had, they had a bassist from. Oh man, what's her name? I don't remember her name. They they had another bassist for a sec from another band, but now they have Paz Lenchantin from uh, uh, Argentina. Okay, and she was in Entrance, A Perfect Circle, Zwan, and Queens of the Stone Age. Oh. Really? Yeah, I didn't know that. Oh, shit. I didn't know that. She kind of shut me up. Like, if people who have listened to previous episodes have heard me like, oh, this isn't going to be good. You yeah. Know? Um, I think I wasn't a big fan of their other bassist that they had before this. She Gotcha. Pause was fine. She, I mean, it was like she did a good job of in, like imitating Kim Deal. Didn't have the uh-huh. same energy as Kim Deal. Uh, I think Kim Deal is a huge part of the band, but... Was she one of the core songwriters? Yeah, she wrote chance? she wrote her own songs too. Yeah. Okay. I do remember you saying that basically how can they be touring and playing shows without Kim Deal, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, loosely. You said that loosely. It just felt like it looking like thinking about it, it okay. <clears throat> I see it from both sides. Because fucking stumped you. <laughs> no. I I've been doing some thinking because I am one of those fans just like it's not the same without Kim. Bring back Kim. <laughs> but at the same time, 
what else are people doing? And they're sitting on this gold mine, you know, like they're touring all over the world. Of course they want to keep doing it. If Kim doesn't want to do it, then that's whatever. But Kim Deal is like the second most famous person in that band, or maybe even the first. She's the, she's kind of the crowd favorite. So mm-hmm. it's like touring touring without her, it's like, uh, you know, it's like if Sonic, well, this isn't a good example for you, but if like, if Sonic Youth was still together and they decided to go without Kim Gordon and replaced Kim Gordon, it's the same type of thing where it's like, there's such, there's such a characteristic part of the image of the band. Right. So. I, I mean, I, I understand that. I get that with other bands. Like, it's like if, if Monkey decided to, he's not in Corn anymore. Yeah, he is. Okay. Monkey. Uh, funny you mention it though. Head left Corn. Now we're just dipping into spoilers for future off the cobs. Uh, head <laughs> oh, left Corn <laughs> after Take a Look in the Mirror around 2004. And then he actually rejoined in 2013 or so and uh they kind of reconciled and got their shit together and he's been with them for the last two albums but more spoilers for off the cob the drummer has not rejoined and he's kind of a dick he's being kind of an asshole about the whole thing they've got like a metal drummer now i know i know i see the look on your face we don't need to be talking about this (laughs) but it's Uh, i i hold it on the same level that you are with kim deal like okay yeah corn is there and they're putting out more albums and stuff and it's fine but like it's just not the same this new drummer is fantastic and he's He's an incredible, he's a very good drummer. Anything I've seen with him, he is completely stoked and happy to be with the band, and that's great. Everyone's happy, they're they're doing stuff they enjoy, but it's just not the same. Yeah. It's just not the same. And maybe this is comparable to, it's like, if Red Hot Chili Peppers found a bassist that was equally as good as Flea, but wasn't like, yeah. like he could play all of Flea's parts, but he wasn't Flea, you know what I mean? It's a similar thing. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah, because, okay, that might be a better example because Flea does bring a certain level of energy. It's like a it's like a personality in the band. Yeah. And if you look at the old Pixies live footage, Kim Deal is is like the most, she, she's the one you're watching because she's like- Most engaging. Yeah, she's, she seems so unhinged, just so like, right. her energy is something else. It, it's funny you mentioned all that too because there's a guy and I his name is- I, I'm forgetting his name right now, but it's the bass play, the current bass player for the Rolling Stones. He's been playing with them, I believe, longer now than Bill Wyman played with ever played with them, and he's still not considered like a Rolling Stone. He's yeah. you know, it's just it's Charlie Watts, Mick Jagger, Keith Richards, and and Ron Wood, yeah. and. You That's know, how fans are. I mean, yeah, and Ron Wood wasn't even the original guitar player, and he's a Rolling Stone. Why can't this guy? I wish I could remember his name. Tweet at us if you remember the Rolling Stone bass player's name. <laughs> and it's just like you know, he's. I don't know. It's just, it's funny how it works out. Uh, Daryl Jones. That's his name. Okay. Uh, it's just, it's funny how it works out like that. Like he's not, you don't see him in any images of the Rolling Stones. It's the other four. Yeah, it's the same. It's the same idea. Yeah. So, so I, I get it. I'm with you on that. But but okay. Pause did a great job. She she shut me up and and I don't know 
<clears throat> how much of it was just me like star-eyed like i'm seeing the pixies right now i can't believe they're playing this song they they had a great set list they played a lot of new stuff actually which really i'm re- remembering i kind of blocked it out of my head <clears throat> this is going to sound really ignorant they have two new albums already oh boy that i completely ignored because i was you- too scared to hear what they sound like now okay uh, their new stuff doesn't sound that bad so I'm look, kind of looking forward to hearing their newest album. Uh, they played a few songs from that. Right on. <clears throat> Let me just check out their set list. I have it pulled up. They played a lot from the album that we're about to talk about, actually. They oh, played, cool. Yeah, they played Nimrod's Son, Holiday Song. They played v- Vamos. Only the only three, actually. But, I mean, out of a eight-song album, that's not that bad. And Vamos can be considered part of Surferosa, too. I don't know if you heard that version of, of that song. I did not. Okay. But yeah, they so they played five songs from Doolittle, which was one of their best albums. Five songs from Surferosa. So those are their their two most famous albums. The ones directly after this one, it went right. uh, Come on Pilgrim, Surferosa, then Doolittle. The first album I heard was Doolittle. That's the one that's like closest to my heart. But um, Surferosa that has the Fight Club song in it, uh, as an ignorant person would say, right? <laughs> I was. That's not where I thought you were going with that. I, th- I thought you were going to talk about the cover. Oh yeah, the cover has boobs on it, which is cool. Yeah, and they played one song from Trump Lamont. They played nothing from Bossa Nova, apparently. Just interesting. Hmm. That's uh, weird. Yeah. Well, I you don't know, but that's the joke. Yeah, it's appropriate. The what the, what you said about it was appropriate. All right, good. That is weird. It's a good joke, They could have played My Valoria. Come on. Yeah, fucking come on. Come on. Pixies. So their, yeah, their set was great. I don't have much really to say about it, but they played it the best that I've heard the newer version of the band play it before. I think that they're getting better. I've seen footage where Frank Black, the singer, just seems kind of like, not lazy, but he, uh, he used to be a lot more passionate with his screams, you know, a little more nasally now. Uh but he he seemed good. Yeah, I, I was I was really really pleased with with how it turned out. The crowd didn't seem to care too much about them. It's a weird blend of crowds. Yeah, Pixies and Weezer. I don't know. I I don't feel like those two would fit on a tour together. I it, feel like those it, fans would be kind of contradicting. It makes sense, except for what Weezer has been doing for the last ten years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, if you can get rid of all that, then so yeah. So Weezer. I was going to quickly say, like, when I was in the merch line, I overheard someone just saying, just like, I don't give a fuck about the Pixies. We could stay here as long as we need to, you know, Damn. like, <laughs> like they, people just didn't either didn't know who they were. It's kind of a Pixies are kind of a cult favorite. Like they're very popular yeah. in their own way. But it's like, if you are into the Pixies, you are into the Pixies. It's yeah. like, they're not, they've never been a marketable band. It's never been like, yet they're like a really renowned band. Like, because Yes, because they were like the groundbreakers. So even Rivers threw in a couple little nuggets. He was he was playing, uh, I think, uh, an acoustic version. And I'll talk about them in a second. But he was playing an acoustic version of The World Has Turned and Left Me Here or something like that. And then he, um, from the their first album, The Blue Album, and then he started covering their song Gigantic. And then afterward, he was like shouting out the Pixies, like, without them, we wouldn't be here. And it's like, the truth you know like yeah it's the pixies created a sound and you, you can't really say that too mu- too often um they kind of opened the doors and the pixies were so unique and listening to this album come on pilgrim let me run down the track listing real quick we have k 
Caribou, Vamos, in parentheses, Pilgrim, Isla de Encanta, Ed is Dead, The Holiday Song, Nimrod's Son, I've Been Tired, and Levitate Me. Listening to this album, I can definitely hear things in it that would have caused influence to a lot of other bands. Mm-hmm. I heard like four different bands in this album, like, oh, that kind of sounds like this, that sounds like this, but like it became, it came before all of that. So it's like, oh, these guys had to have been some sort of inspiration. Yeah. I don't even, I can't even imagine what it would have sounded like in the 80s, like hearing these songs. Right. And I, I watched it I, I, I watched a documentary about it. It's like, so they had this demo, the purple tape. I think there's like 16 to 20 songs on that. And they they sent that demo around and the this pretty famous college radio label, uh, 4AD, uh, who did like Cocteau Twins, Throwing Muses. The mm-hmm. guy from that label heard it and um, just told them, you don't need to change anything. Just take eight songs from that album. And that's how this album came to be. Sweet. So, but they're just very... When we talk about raw, <laughs> this album is raw. This, this is like the definition of that. This is like all the lyrics are incest. It's like violence, rape, murder. <laughs> yeah, uh, some of the biblical stuff. Like there's a lot murder, of but. songs in Spanish on this album too. Yeah, so I think he Charles Frank Black. Uh, I think he is he a Spaniard. He studied in Puerto Rico, I think. Hmm. Well, he went to UMass, Boston, and uh, not a st- Spaniard. Studied abroad and then came back and formed the Pixies. So I think he and I've heard that his grammar is a little off on some of these songs. I'm not a native speaker, but that's there's a lot of Spanish in this album. Yeah, yeah, it, it's kind of interesting that aspect of it too. Yeah. It's cool though. Yeah, but it's a it's a very uh, dark album. Like, very, very dark. I kind of want to get your opinion because... So, the reason I picked this album, you got your Doolittle, okay? That's what everyone everyone loves. Here comes your man. I don't know if you've heard any of this stuff, but... No. Uh, so, maybe I meant to dive mistake. deeper into their catalog, but uh, uh, throw it at me. Yeah. <laughs> That's fine. Uh, where is my mind? Surferosa. I know that song. I know Fight where Club. is my mind. That's the one everyone knows. Yeah. I think I knew it b- before Fight Club, honestly. Uh, okay, maybe not before Fight Club because I was like seven, but I didn't even I hadn't seen Fight Club until I was well into high school, so I didn't even know it was in there. Yeah, I I think I knew of it from before seeing that movie. I don't know how or why, but yeah. So those albums are the ones that people are. That's that's what built the Pixies' legacy. But I figured it'd be more interesting to talk about the beginning because it's such an interesting. I I don't think it. This album, of course, it gets like a lot of hype and respect or whatever. It's the first, but I don't think it's quite on the. It's de- it's definitely not on the same level deservedly. But I feel I feel like it would have. It's more interesting to talk about this album in particular, mm. just because you know it's the first one, right? I think for you it probably would have been better if we started with Doolittle. Like that's the first time I heard the Pixies. That album is incredible. Like I won't go too deep into that, but that's one of my favorite albums of all time. But anyway, what what's your initial thoughts on Come On Pilgrim, Ian Meyer? Scott Krause, my initial thoughts I gave a little teaser on. Sounds like a lot of bands could have taken inspiration from these guys, which is a dumb statement because we've established that 
we already know they did kind of. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And it's interesting that a, a lot of the bands that I can relate this to, I feel like are more famous than these guys, which how can you measure fame, I guess? But like I would hear those bands' names thrown around like i heard some radiohead on here i heard some primus on here Mm -hmm. and it's like it's like it's so weird that these guys can be so inspirational and yet kind of like fly under the i mean okay obviously pixies are very famous yeah right they're a renowned band but they're they do kind of fly under the radar a bit they're not up there with these big goddamn well and it's it's true like before they reunited they broke up they were not famous in america at all they were famous across the pond mm-hmm. so to speak where but music is more appreciated <laughs> sometimes yeah arguably yeah they were huge over there huge over mm-hmm. there uh, but then they came they never made it in, they really never made it in america um and then they reunited and like the 10 years or whatever that they were gone they got more and more popular you know they they're like a cult band Cult, uh-huh. cult favorites they really did never like you know nirvana it was a huge was influenced greatly by the pixies um a lot of bands that had a huge impact on popular culture were influenced directly by the pixies right so yeah i mean what you're saying is true what do you think of the album as a whole the album as a whole i'm not terribly thrilled with yeah but we should all know that coming into this i'm not thrilled with just raw sounding stuff in general yeah and this coming out in 1987 like i don't know what that has anything to do with it but it's <laughs> it's like extra raw element and it but it's i don't know it's i, I get it yeah I, I can see why people would be enamored with this yeah if you heard this in 87 and you talking about let me let me just quote uh one of my favorite lyrics here it's just like while you're at it baby why don't you tell me one of your biggest fears i said losing my penis to a whore with disease just kidding i said losing my life to a whore with disease she said excuse me please <laughs> is that off track six is that the same song that says you are the son of a motherfucker no that's nimrod's son okay this is i've been tired it's interesting that those are two different songs and they're both (laughs) fucked up sounding yeah well every song on here if you look into the lyrics it's like you know holly song is about jerking off uh everybody does it and anyone who says they don't is a liar (laughs) oh man what what how's the lyric go it's like he took his sister from his head and painted her on his sheets oh yeah all right (laughs) that's too much (laughs) god yeah just stuff like that it's just so i mean raw is the word to use like it's not the most cleanly recorded album by any means they they Uh their recordings got a lot better but just no but i like the way it's done on this though yeah i mean it's it's characteristic of it, it all makes sense um so it starts out with caribou what'd you think about caribou uh this was one of my standouts actually this little guitar intro, yeah, I thought was kind of shitty. <laughs> <laughs> this is one of the it's, first things I learned how to play on guitar. I, I was so excited when I learned how to play this. It's listen, so easy to play. I don't know. What he's playing here, it sounds like he's trying to be bad on purpose, and I don't like that. But then once it gets into the song, I'm like, yes, okay, mm-hmm. I dig this. And at a certain point, it reeks of specifically the song you off of pablo honey 
Radiohead's first album. Oh, yeah, they were very, very inspired by the Pixies, especially and, that time. Yeah, and like that whole song, or that, I'm sorry, that whole album, I know has been kind of criticized a bit for being, what is it, like, oh, they're just another alternative rock band or just, yeah, yeah, you know, bullshit rock band, and then they, the next three albums were like a trifecta of fuck yous to people who said that to them. Yeah, that's I how dig- the story goes. Yeah, <laughs> I digress. Specifically, the song You off of that album is what this reminds me of. Okay. Or vice versa. And I love that song. That's my favorite song off the album. That That is the album that has the song Creep, Radiohead's, like... Yeah. I think it's it's a dated sounding album, but you is, you know, songs like You are good. There's some stuff on there. Yeah. I, the album Anyone has a play whole guitar, on, you know, I thought it was kind of good, too. Yeah. That's not too bad. But You the and Creep... Creep is fine. It's We're oversaturated with it now. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, and that the lyrics. I, I love the lyrics on all these songs. It's just it, they're very poetic. Like this song, I had went most of my life not even thinking about the lyrics to this song, but it's just like give me white ground to run. It's just like just be like repenting for being a human being. Like uh-huh. I, I want to live in nature and the idea of like reincarnation. Like give me a knife. And I'll get what I want, kind of thing, where it just kill. I'll kill myself and reincarnate or whatever. It's caribou. That's the way I. Uh, that's the way I interpret it. But super cool lyrics, and and I I love how Frank Black screams on this album. Uh, yeah, I. It's it's weird. Yeah, it's, me, it's fucked off. Yeah, but it's. I, he was That's interviewed weird. on the for the documentary I was watching, and he said someone was just like, "Boy, you sure can't holla." <laughs> <laughs> awesome. It's coming up. I think we had a taste of it a little earlier in the Yeah, we too, did. But that's all right. Um, this right here. <laughs> like it's, it's weird. It's one of those things that. I feel like if you love it, you can't really explain exactly why you love it. You're kind of like, okay, I know this sounds kind of fucked off, yeah. but I love it though. It does it for me. Well, and and another thing the Pixies get credited for all the time. This is like not something that is unique that I'm about to say, but loud, quiet, loud. You know, Nirvana was just like, you know, little quiet intro and then and then yeah. quiet. You know, that's dynamic. People say invented by the pixies a form of dynamic yeah. invented by the pixies that that type mm. of rock song ah uh, yeah that's what they say that's hey, the, the press has run with that we did impressions on last episode you want to hear my scott Krause impression oh god not really but okay yeah that was cool when the pixies did it yeah that's my 15 year old impression <laughs> me is 15 year old a uh, 15 year old yeah so then there's Vamos, which is kind of a little... I mean, it's just like like a guitar solo track, Spanish. They do a better version on Surferosa. Uh, I did not like this. Yeah. If there is a different version of it, I'm optimistic about it. But, the one on uh, Surferosa is so much better. I wish you listened to that. But I, I like this song. Um, all these songs are so nostalgic for me. Um, it's hard for me to separate that. But I, I could yeah. see someone saying that this song is bad. It just, it, I don't think it's a bad song. It's just, I just, it just doesn't, it doesn't do anything for me. Yeah. I, I don't like this kind of like shuffle here. This little. 
Okay. Yeah, it's but interesting this was, to hear your fresh take on this. This was one of the ones where the vocals reminded me of like some Primus vocals. Huh. Okay. Actually, this this was one of the ones that reminded me of like a Primus track, kind of. Okay, I've never heard that comparison, but I don't think you're wrong. This and uh, oh, Jesus, this and Nimrod's son, I felt were like some Primus precursors. Okay, so so then there's the other Spanish song, Isla de Encanta. I think it's about taking his sister to uh, La Playa. Oh boy, yeah, problematic. There's a lot of weirdly dark elements to this <laughs> album um yeah. i didn't i didn't like this song as much either actually i think yeah. these two were the ones that i didn't like as much this, i i will agree with you this is probably the weakest part of the the album i just i'm trying to rush into what i think is probably the one of the best side b's in my opinion ever you get the holiday song nimrod's son i've been tired and levitate me the last four songs on this album i think destroy like some of the best shit ever, in my opinion. <laughs> but uh, yeah, holiday song. Um, I would say so this one was one of my standouts so for good, sure. Yeah. This has like a very yeah, like the, I don't know. This song has just a very classic sound to it, and it it sounds whole. really sinister. It sounds really dark and sinister. And and looking into the lyrics, I, I looked into the lyrics to prepare for this. I had never thought about this song in particular. Just about like how guilty masturbation makes you feel, and <laughs> this ain't no holiday, but it always turns out this way. Here I am with my hand. <laughs> Jesus, <laughs> like Christ! Thank God I didn't look into the lyrics on this one. I could be wrong about the imp- interpretation. I mean, it's kind of open, but. Nimrod's son is not open to interpretation. This is some dark shit. Uh, this is one. This is my favorite song on the album. This was your favorite song on the album. Yeah. I just think it just feels like so dark when he says this here. You're the son of a motherfucker. You're the son of incestuous union, like. Uh, they, this was the second song they played, and I was like, God, I was shocked by that. It was yeah. like this this like crowd of people who are here to see Weezer, <laughs> and like <laughs> probably children in the audience. Yeah, they open with Cactus, which is a which is a good opener, and then they play this song, and it's like <laughs> he's just screaming like this. Yeah, the joke has come upon me. I, I don't know. Yeah, people must have been like, what in the fuck? Yeah, so Nimrod's son, clear highlight for me. I've been tired, number two. That dude in the merch line probably turned to his friend and was like, yeah, like I said, I don't give a fuck about the Pixies. (laughs) I actually want to throw up. What did you think about this song? Uh, My note was extra strange, weird, crazy lyrics. Yeah. Very fucking weird. This intro weird. reminds me of uh, the intro for fuck. What is that stupid song? Love Shack. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> I thought it was okay. It was I, fine. Yeah. I didn't think it was some of the best shit ever, but um, I think some of the best shit ever. When I was what, okay. so imagine hearing this when you're like. You know, I'm very optimistic about your opinions when you say something's some of the best shit ever. I don't shit on it. Yeah. So just 
remember that next time I'm opening up to you about some of my interests. <laughs> I will consider it. Um, but just imagine, you know, freshman in high school or however old I was, hearing uh, losing my penis to a whore with disease. Yeah. I understand why you might not agree. I, I have a very nostalgic attachment to this album. It's hard for me to shake right. that. Just kind of, it, this is one of those albums that's like, there's like a little piece of my brain that's like devoted to Pixies stuff. So it, it, there's a bias, very extreme bias. But then Levitate Me is the final track. I think this is a great closer. I think I think it was a good closer as well. I think it's about getting boners. God, I fucking hope so. Take those rings off them holes. Jesus. Uh, I think just like removing jewelry or something. Anyway, uh, so that's <laughs> yeah, come well, on. It wasn't bad. It was uh, it was okay. It didn't crazy stand out to me, but uh, it was all right. Come on, Pilgrim. You know he loves you. So the, yeah, that's that's me running through the track listing of Come On Pilgrim. I hope you enjoyed. I did enjoy. Are you sure? <laughs> A satisfactory amount. Yeah. So this is uh, where where do you, you have any standouts? Personal standouts? I think we uh, we went through my standouts actually. We went through every song, but yeah, my mine were, uh, were pretty much track five. Sorry, I don't have which ones are which here. Should write uh, them down. Yeah, Holiday okay. song. Holiday song and Caribou, I think, were probably my top two. Yeah. Um, and everything else was kind of not so much as standout, I guess. Yeah. Um, in terms of favorability. I, I will say, even though this is the first thing from the Pixies officially released, it's not the best place to start. I kind of uh, gave you a raw deal with this one. Oh, that's all right. I think if you're going into the Pixies blind, check out Doolittle. 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 It's okay. uh, it's it's very con- it's condensed and every song pretty much is is good. So really lean and mean album. And that's two O's. Make sure that you Google it with two O's. Doolittle, so yeah. that you don't end up on the Eddie Murphy movie. <laughs> yeah, it's got the monkey on the cover. I, I that that uh, Eddie Murphy movie probably has a monkey on the cover too, though. Mm, no, it's got a dog. Oh, it does have a monkey. Okay. Fuck. You're right. Scott, as we're winding down, I want you to tell me two things. I want you to tell me why you picked this album for this week's Rewind. And I want you to tell me about some Weezer from the concert. Uh, Why I picked it, I think I went into that a little bit earlier. Tell me again, you bitch. (laughs) I just think that people, maybe I'm... Maybe I'm making a lot of assumptions here. I think people are familiar. You're not familiar with Surferosa or Doolittle, but I think people uh, have more familiarity with those two albums. And okay. I don't see as many people talking or spending time devoted to talking about Come On Pilgrim, which is the foundation album. Mm-hmm. So it's the jumping off point. I think it's a great album. I put this on. I sing along. It's just a, a really nice 20-minute dark disgusting album and my review is some of the best shit ever 9.5 9.5 this is a 9.5 for you yeah 9.5 uh, uh dirty sheets <laughs> 9.5 30, 35 shirts 
$9.535 shirts. Yeah. Damn, how much is that? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'm not about to do that fucking I'm math. not doing that math. Okay, let's see. Do you want to know my score? Yeah. Man, I don't know. It's hard for me to give this a score because I know what I would give it based off of my ear and how much I like it unbiased, but it's hard to... I, you got to kind of factor in some of the influence. Uh. But, well, don't worry about that. I mean, people will have already said a lot of things about this album. Just uh, I want to hear the ignorant uh, <laughs> idiots take God. on All it. All right. Well, I'm speaking for the ignorant idiot today, <laughs> I guess, as Going usual for Ian. the last 20-something episodes. <laughs> Is that me? Is that your Ian impersonation? Yeah. Durdidimus. <laughs> Damn, you're good. <laughs> Give me a run for my money. You imitated I, me. It's only fair. Fuck. You give this a 9.5. I, I feel like any score I give this is just going to anger you. It's not going to anger me. I know you don't. I, I expected you not to like this album. Yeah. I mean, I didn't hate it. It's just, it's definitely not for me. It's, mm-hmm. it's, if this was all I knew of Pixies, like I, I wouldn't go back to this. I would say like, oh, I don't really like the Pixies that much. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's, it's goddamn. It's, it's a 4.5. Okay. This is four point five thirty. I expect you to go four. Yeah, I I kind of I don't know. I feel like that extra half, you know, <laughs> really That's takes why it I went up nine point five. Yeah. See, and like you know, what is a ten really? That's hard. Surferosa and Doolittle. Really? Yeah. Those are tens for you. Easy all Those day. Those are top notch of all time. All day. Damn. Any day. That's Ask insane. me any day. It's ten. Okay, I don't even know what I would classify as a 10 on any of my favorite music. <laughs> uh, That's blood, crazy. blood Sugar Sex Magic? Oh, uh, no. Uh, take that a look in the mirror? Cool, but... All right, take a look in the mirrors. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, like, that's nostalgic for Yeah, me. I know. I, I, that's literally the album that got me into music, as fucked up as that sounds. Trying to be open-minded. Yeah, I liter- we literally talked about me opening up a second ago. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then now you're just shitting on my nostalgic albums. You're like, oh, that's funny that those are nostalgic for you because they're bad. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's my opinion. Uh, All right, well. It's okay. I mean, we, I feel like if we I, have different opinions. That's I feel like whole... if I express my opinion on like, oh, yeah, then it becomes like, oh, you don't, that's your opinion, but you don't really know. You're just ignorant to it, to the real fact. <laughs> You're just ignorant to the real facts. No, because you you gave it, I, I trust that you gave it a fair shake. Hmm. Uh, just different. We have different tastes. Okay. And that's the whole thing. We'll end on that. You want to talk about Weezer real quick? Oh, yeah. Give me some Weezer. Okay. So they started with a barbershop quartet of Beverly Hills. That's how they opened the set. Jesus fucking Christ. Are you serious? That's how they opened it. Was it good? Yeah. That's a shit song. Yeah, but they did. And they played it later, too. They played the real version. (laughs) Oh, God damn. Uh, Then they did the, they did Buddy, like, so they went behind the curtain and then the curtain dropped, and it was just like fireworks and Buddy Holly, and it was they they played the Happy Days intro like they do in the music video. It's like now introducing Weezer, and then the <laughs> the uh, stage just the curtain dropped, and it was just like burn it. It was pretty 
pretty dope. That's yeah, that's cool. <laughs> pretty dope stuff. They went. They did a lot of blue. I think they front loaded it with old older stuff. As they should. Um, they did. Yeah, Buddy Holly. My name is Jonas in the garage. El oh. Scorcho. They can leave out. My name is Jonas. El Scorcho. The only only Pinkerton song they played. Hmm. And then they started to do. Then their then their set just went. Whew, I don't. Uh, Island of the Sun. But then they started doing a lot of covers. Everyone wants to rule the world. Undone, which is first album. Can't knock the hustle. Yeah. And then they played Paranoid, and uh, Rivers. They pushed Rivers out in this tiny little boat. It was the SS Weezer. Yeah, he sent me a little video of that. <laughs> and uh, he was just shredding on this boat to to Paranoid, and then they parked him in the middle, and he started playing an acoustic little uh, ditty, and he started. He did the best. I think the best cover they've ever done. He, so he started doing uh, that Turtles song, Happy Together. Oh, yeah. And then, and in the middle of that, he was covering Green Day's Longview. God. But here's the most beautiful part of that. So this is how the song ended. It was So he was just like, and I smell like shit. I don't think. Oh, jeez. <laughs> so. All right. Uh, I I just thought that was really funny. Um, yeah. Then creative. They were playing uh, Jane's Addiction cover on his way back, but Gross. I'm I'm running through the track list. I will say the weirdest encore ever. It was No Scrubs, followed by Say It Ain't So. Oh yeah, it's a weird combo. Weird. I think Say It Ain't So might be my favorite Weezer song. Yeah, and that was the last song they played. I feel I'm, like such a pleb saying that. No, it's it's their. I think it's their best song. I'm yeah. just gonna go ahead and say that. I was waiting for that song the whole time. I think a lot of people were, but. To play just two songs on the encore, and it's no scrubs and that. Yeah. Very weird combo. But yeah, there was a lot of confetti and pyrotechnics, so I think it makes sense. You know, Weezer closing the set, they were a lot more fun than the Pixies. People know them a lot better. They've been way more active. You know, hypothetically, Weezer or Pixies opened the door for Weezer. Now it's literally. (laughs) Damn, they're just going to be holding the door open for them always. <laughs> yeah. Weezer's just fucking walking on through. Did they play Pork and Beans? They did play Pork and Beans. Yeah. And they, right. they brought out a little TV prop playing like a VHS version of the music video. Nice. It was it was pretty cool. And uh, Rivers was very strange. Just his, his interaction with the audience was, it was amazing. Like he was just, he just looked like he was having the time of his life. He was just shredding. Okay. Like any chance he got, he would just throw in some weird metal solo and then he would just make a weird remark or he would do like one of these things to the audience. Just like, like uh, <laughs> I'm looking at you with his two fingers and very strange. My mom turned to me at during the set just in like awe of how he was because she didn't know how weird he is. Yeah. And he, she also made the comment, um, they're the wor- they're turning into the world's most expensive cover band. Uh, which is uh, uh which is fair yeah what if they just become a cover band like in the next 10 years or so they're getting they just have cover albums they're somehow getting a lot of success off that now but yeah that's i, I think overall great show <clears throat> i would rate okay. it in 8.5 uh 35 dollar t-shirts okay yeah i wasn't there so i'm gonna rate it uh zero zero 35 dollar t-shirts for me fair Okay. So yeah, there's me running through the track listing of an album and the set list of two uh two bands. 
Excellent. What a wonderful episode. I'm not mad at it. <laughs> Maybe a little bit. Yeah. Scott, you want to wrap this shit up? Yeah, let's wrap it up. Penelope's sleeping. She's ready to she's ready for this shit to end. She's uh in a weird position. Yeah, she doesn't quite fit on that chair. No. A little noodle action. Scott, anything you want to add for everybody listening? You know, just tell your family you love them and uh appreciate and cherish every moment, good and bad. It all works out, you know, it it all matters. You know, any action makes a reaction and uh, you need to cherish your uh, struggles and strifes as well as your triumphs and achievements. Hmm. That was a struggle and strife for you, wasn't it? (laughs) Yeah. I, uh, my brain froze over during that. It's like, uh, the, the cogs of the machine had jammed. (laughs) <laughs> I was saying it. We want to remind everyone out there to check your dating mess. And with that, this has been Ear Buddies. Bye. This has been another installment of the Ear Buddies podcast. Bye bye now.